Welcome to University Chapel and the setting for this weekend's Christmas concerts. That's what that is. Teaser alert. Uh, had the opportunity yesterday to sit through a portion of the dress rehearsal. It again is an awesome concert. Get a ticket, attend. How many of you will be there? Yeah, see, they're already coming, so. All right, they're already singing in it, but all right. Recess meditation times. You'll see uh, out and about some flyers about an opportunity at 9.45 or 2 p.m., Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. If you'd like to spend a little moment of meditation, uh, come to the meditation chapel for some guided experience. You're welcome to attend. We want to welcome uh, Melissa to the pulpit today. Thank you. She'll lead us in a little bit of a reflection and then an active reflection. So don't get too attached to the seat that you're in. You'll be invited to move. Heads up. Also, uh, that we're not out here on an island and the rest of the world doesn't know what's happening to us, Luther College, Biola, and Susquehanna have sent letters, cards, and words of encouragement. They're out there next to the food, and you're welcome to grab one of those and take it with you. We thank them for their generous care. Our first hymn that we'll sing is hymn number 617, verses 1, 4, and 5. 1, 4, and 5. Please stand. Gather in the name of God, God who holds us as we hold each other, as we go through the motions of grief and sorrow. Loving Savior, we offer gratitude for the many lives and homes that were saved. Pray with me. Give you thanks, loving God, that you have refreshed us through your healing power of your love. Thank you for your presence made visible in our time of pain, grief, and suffering. Thank you for your spirit of peace that surrounds us in this community. Strengthen us in faith, in grace, and in fervent love toward one another. Amen. Please be seated for the reading. Our sacred text this morning comes from the book of Corinthians, or the letter to the Corinthians, chapter 12. If one part of the body suffers, all the other parts suffer with it. If one flourishes, they all rejoice together. This is the word of the Lord. One, all, suffer, flourish, rejoice. If one member suffers, all suffer together. If one flourishes, all rejoice together. Huh, this is powerful mathematics. 
one person suffers, and the community suffers right alongside. We know this truth. Ian David Long, the 13th casualty that night, was suffering in ways that most likely will remain unknown to us forever. And we and many others suffer right alongside. The over 1,800 people whose homes were destroyed or damaged and those who evacuated suffer. And we suffer right alongside. There is another truth made manifest as well. One member flourishes and all rejoice together. This may be the most powerful mathematics of them all. Our family has a quilt. It was given to us in 1997 when 85% of the homes in the town where we lived were underwater. And I don't mean that in terms of their financial situations. Well, there was that too. But literally, they were under the cold, wintry water of the Great Red River of the North. Half of our home where we lived was flooded. Some church people from someplace in the middle of America sent us quilts and blankets. For years, our little family of four well, actually five, if you counted our dog, Marty, would often nestle under this quilt. The quilt came to us already very well loved. The seams were a bit tattered. The frail edges looked like some young child had kind of held it like a lovey, perhaps with a thumb in the mouth. And the quilt was just perfect for our fragmented family, living in a shattered community. The quilt held us together with all of our fragile and tender pieces. And those pieces sometimes were open and raw and exposed, and other times those pieces were hidden and quiet and reflective. It didn't much matter. The quilt was like a light in the hallway that we needed and that was there as long as we needed it and beyond. That quilt, this quilt helped us to trust the math that we were more than just one. God was present, community was present, we were a one and an all. And as we experienced suffering, we were tethered and held together by the very presence of that community and God. As we began to flourish in really small, small ways, yet hopeful ways, we were tethered and held in community, nurtured by the grace of that community and the grace of God. Now, I don't know what brought you to Samuelson Chapel today Gathering with other people who have walked beside you in pain and solidarity may tend to your grieving heart. It may have prompted you to leave your chair or your classroom or your conversation and, and come in the rain. 
could be that you, you're here for a taste, a glimpse, a holy hope, even a small one, some, of something beyond where you are right now that hints at some small manner of flourishing. And you may need us to rejoice with you when that day comes. Perhaps it's the singing, the melody, the harmony, those chords that kind of pull at our heartstrings in a way that opens us up and breaks us all at the same time. It might be that you are here to hear again that you are loved by a divine presence of grace, which you are, whose grip on your life tethers you into community and sustains you with a peace that is truly beyond human understanding. Well, it's time to be here together, one, all. It's time to simply be with our thoughts, with our feelings, with our ambivalence, with our clarity, if you have that, with our brokenness, one and all. For the next few minutes, I'm going to do that thing that Scott warned you about, <laughs> invite you to move out of your comfortable warmed pew to a station. There, there are two stations upstairs. One is in the back corner and one is right there on that southern wall. And you can get there through walking through this back stairway behind the organ, which is kind of a fun journey, or up through the narthex. There's one station at the water, where at the baptismal font. There's one station here. You see crayons and pencils. It may give you a clue. And then one station at that wall. And at each station, there's something for you to do or consider, or just rest, or do art in quietness and stillness. And after a few moments, you're going to hear me ring that gong bell, and we'll gather back together, and then you'll hear music. And I hope that this time of rest and reflection will be a time for you to begin or continue to tell your own story of all that has been until it gradually begins to make sense, in a way, for you. And may this bring a measure of blessing and healing as you grieve and heal, one and all. Who rang that bell? Fantastic. I think God's little saying, the bell has begun. Let us go to the stations. And the prompts are in your bulletin. So take your bulletin with you. I invite you to stand to receive a blessing from the ancient message of the prophet Isaiah. Comfort, O comfort my people, O God. Give strength to the weary, fresh vigor to the spent. 
For I am the Lord your God, who takes hold of your right hand and says to you, Do not fear, I will help you. Do not be afraid, you worm Jacob, little Israel, do not fear, for I myself will help you, declares the Lord, your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. Amen. Go in peace, God is with you. Amen. Share a sign of God's love with those all around you.